Appeared in your seat, trying to be funny On the Thursday show with Tad and Gary Hey everybody, I'm Tad I'm Gary This is the Thursday show Yes it is No quiet Well, there's really nothing to hit at this point Have we, is the thwack over? Um Are we that far along? I mean, we've been doing podcasting for a year At least Sure. What's our year anniversary? Did we not celebrate our year anniversary of podcasting? Uh, I can find out when our anniversary is. Can uh, you? Like I, quickly? I think, so. I think I can find out pretty quickly. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should just know it though. At least we both forgot. <laughs> I don't remember it. You know, twenty twenty was ten years. Right. Right. So we should be celebrating our um, our eleventh year. Our eleventh year. That's. Is that a special anniversary? Is that like a, a you know, like 25 is, I mean, obviously 11 is special, 12 is special, 13 is special, but but, is, but then it's not like... Which um, one's gold? Which one's not? Yeah. Is 25 gold? Silver is 50, right? No, I thought that was gold. <laughs> Uh-oh. Which one's diamond? I, I don't know. I think 50's diamond. <clears throat> you I think, think 50's so? diamond. 50 should be platinum, right? I... I this is terrible that we don't know this. No, and we we both we have computers and we're not looking it up. Right. Well, I'm busy um, looking at our show's anniversary. So I mean, that just oh. I don't even know what I don't even know what to Google. Do you? Um, no. Hey, yeah. uh, oh, we have we not reached the anniversary. We have not. No. Uh, it looks like uh, October eighth, ten eight. Or eight ten if you're British. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the twenty fifth anniversary is silver. Did I say no? I was wrong. I the fiftieth uh, anniversary is gold. You you were correct. Sort of. I hate to admit it. Sort of. Well, you also threw out platinum and diamond. Sixtieth anniversary Cerulean. is diamond. Sixtieth. Oh boy. Yeah. They just. They start counting by ten once you cross fifty. I get, and then there's nothing past sixtieth. So once you make, once you reach the sixtieth wedding anniversary, you've won the prize. Do you know anybody that's been married for seventy five years? Have you ever run across my the grandparents? Were that's wild. Good for them. They were. There's several. Uh, I think there's several people in our church that were. Wow. I'd have to be a hundred. Would you? Mm-hmm. I was twenty five. I was. That's a good point. I had thought about that. Right. I that would be 2086. It. it would be 2086. I was 20. I was 22. 23. When okay. I got married. 23. Right. So 98. Yeah. I could be 98. Well, I'd only be what, like 93? No. No. Maybe not. I'd be 97. I mean, that's, that's pretty stout. Do you think I could still bike when I was when I'm 97? I don't know. I don't. I don't bike. I don't think it would be recommended. Um, your hips may not be able to handle it. Right. I mean, I think you'd be fine. I think, but from what I've heard about when you know when you're riding a bike, it's not if you fall, it's when. Yeah, I fall all the time. So I don't think it would it would be a case where it's not if you break your hip, it's when you break your hip. Right. I mean, I mean, I know a couple of seventy-five-year-olds that do stuff like that. 
Yeah, when I did my mountain bike race, there was a guy who had to be on on towards seventy who was on my heels. Good. He was he was right on my back. How'd tire that make you feel at the end? I felt like I needed to go faster. I know that. <laughs> did it really? Mm-mm. Did it put you? Put some I was actually on you? a lot more like like uh, that's inspiration. Oh, that's yeah. Good. He would have passed me if we had another tenth of a mile. But you were going to put him in the wall. I was going to put him in the wall. I mean, uh, was he rubbing your back tire? Was he trying to about. get you loose? He he had just he he would have been trying to get me loose. You know, you draft a lot in cycling. I, I do know this. I do know probably this. not as much in mountain biking. I, I would I would guess there's not a lot of lot of opportunity right to draft right in mountain biking. Um, but I do. I had a friend of mine who did a lot of road bikes. Okay. He was, I think, a class three. Okay. Which is like right fancy. below sponsorship level. Cool. Um, he was trying to get some sponsors, mm. but you know, uh, did some local races. A lot of you know, when I say local races, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. But right. uh, but he talked about drafting. Yeah. Was he um, was he ever in the peloton? I bet he was because he was pretty fast. I don't think so. No. No. Okay. He did do the he every year him and his team for training they would bike from Upper South Carolina down to Myrtle Beach. Okay. They would just ride their bike there. There's a bike race called the Assault on Mount Mitchell that starts mm-hmm. in Spartanburg and mm-hmm. goes up. You climb up into Asheville, and then you go down to Marion, mm. and then you go up to Mount Mitchell. Wow. It's like ten thousand feet of elevation or something. Wow. That's pretty. You gonna try that? Is that your goal? Uh, no. No. No, I'm never gonna try that one. There's <laughs> an off-road version that's 60 miles, and you know that's that's actually 10,000 feet. I think the off-road assault might be like, or the the regular one might be even higher elevation gain. It's, it almost has to be. It's probably more like 15,000 feet or something. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot of hills. And you're not gonna do any of it. Uh, I, I may, maybe, I mean, maybe. Which, what kind of goals are I'll you setting for day. yourself? I guess not good enough goals. You need, you need big goals. There's a, uh, go big or go home. Right. There's a, like just a challenge that exists out in the cycling world. And I think it's mountain biking or, or road cycling, but it's essentially to climb, uh, Mount Everest in a day. Um, mm. of course you don't do that on a I've bike. Heard that. You just, you just go. You, you know, you, you go up hills. You don't think you, you could ride a bike up Mount Everest? Probably, it would probably be a challenge, uh, since you can't even walk up Mount Everest. Um, but yeah, not with that attitude, right? I mean, yeah, it's time to get serious. I mean, the thing, the thing about my, Mount Everest that scares me, mm-hmm. their markers mm-hmm. are usually people that's died on Mount right. Everest, like that. Do you know about... And they don't move them. Like, they can't move right. these people. Like, one of them's, I, I think it's right. like Cross-Leg Joe or something. It, that's probably it. <laughs> it's, that sounds about right. Right. But, it, I mean, it's it's basically where he fell and his, like, arms are crossed or legs are crossed or something. And they couldn't move him. Right. Do you uh, do you know that there was an earthquake uh, not... Not too long ago, I think it was a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019. There was an earthquake that triggered an avalanche that was not good up there. Why was it not good? Well, some. I mean, it's what would happen in an avalanche situation during climbing season. 
a lot of people lost their lives. Mm. Oh, because it was during right <clears throat> during climate right climate season. And but there's like videos of it because it's 2019. So there's like, you know, a reasonable amount of people had their phones out and it was like the earthquake happens and then it's like, uh oh. You just gotta wait for the avalanche to happen because you know it's coming. Mm. So, so I was just googling if I was even anywhere cl- close okay. to Cross Leg Joe. Right. I, I'm guessing that that's not quite um, the name. There, there is one called Green Boots. Okay. Because all you can see is his green boots, and oh, that's I've, a marker. Yeah, I've heard of that one. So, I mean, that's just, you know, part of me. I'm like, when I get ambitious. Mm-hmm. And then I read about this stuff, and I'm like, those were ambitious people too. Yeah, you know, I hiked uh, the Daniel Boone Scout Trail. You told me guys. you've you've bragged about that well, a few times. Sure, but I didn't tell the podcast, so you could pretend like this is the first time you heard <sighs> okay. it. For you well, know, let's, try let's try again. Let's try again. Let's try this again. Right. I want we'll you to try again. Okay. Okay. You know, I hiked the Daniel Boone Scout Trail to Callaway Peak. No, weekend. really? Yeah, and that's, I really did. Wow. And this that's is impressive. the first time that I've told you that. Wow. I. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we found the uh, the um, plane wreckage. Have you ever heard of that? Um, just a – I think it's just a, you know, your mm-hmm. regular single-engine Cessna kind of thing, yep. just a single pilot. He was flying. It sounds like uh, got disoriented. Are you sure this is not on our podcast? I'm pretty sure. Are you sure we didn't talk about this last week? I guess I'm not 100% sure. Because I talked about seeing a plane under the water. And you That's said right. you've seen a plane above water, and I've seen a plane underwater. Okay. And we it both agree it it's best if planes are in the are in the air. That that sounds like a really good bit. I bet that was pretty funny. It's kind of <laughs> dark humor, but, you know. I mean, uh, well, okay, that's possible. But you know what? I just started telling people, and I definitely haven't told you this mm-hmm. yet. I just started telling people about the benefits of dried grapes because it's all about raising awareness. That's good. Is it good? That's that's I actually do not like raisins. You don't? No. That's not a joke. Why don't you like I'm just not a I'm just not a big fan of raisins. Hey, what do you call a T-Rex who can't accept defeat? Tell me. A sorry loser. Oh no. I assumed it was going to be arms because you said feet. What do you call a dinosaur with one eye? We're doing this, huh? Uh, do you think he saw us? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Last one. Okay. Last one. Because uh, we played this game Sunday night in youth, oh. and you. And, and I thought about you. Okay. I did. Uh, I'm glad you, I've carved that niche out for myself. You, you have, you, what do you call a dinosaur with a great vocabulary? Come uh, on. A thesaurosaurus. A thesaurus. You want me to send you these? Yeah, please you do. These? Please do. Okay. That sounds like good light reading. I think you would enjoy this. Yeah. It's, it's in a PowerPoint, though. Oh, perfect. Um, so you can just pull it up on your phone, whatever, right. and just show people. I mean, it was it was a great time. The youth had, the youth had fun. Good. The youth had fun with it. The, um, the Gen Z, Generation Z, the Zoomers. The Zoomers. They, they love dad jokes. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. 
that's got to be just adopted this year. No, I... There's no way they were called Zoomers. I think they've been called Zoomers for years. No way. I think so. There's no way they were called Zoomers. I mean, it would make sense now because most of them have learned to work with Zoom. Yeah, they were called Zoomers before that, though. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, well, one of the things... Prophetic. It's prophetic? That could Almost. have been prophetic. It could. Um, there's been a local buzzword okay. going around Interesting. now. Interesting. A in, local one. Especially in, you know, Christian circles. And we're not going to okay. use that buzzword. We're not okay. going to use to. Wow. But it's... So we're not going to talk around that we're... Yeah, we're we're we're, talk- gonna, we're coming straight on saying that we're not going to say the exactly, term exactly exactly right. But it, it's and it's only because I don't want to use the buzzword because it's something that's been going on for wow. forever. And in fact, it's one of the one of my theme verses for my teaching style and my ministry and what I preached on a couple of weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about working at out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And we all have doubts. You've had doubts, right? Never. You've never had a doubt. Minus Are you doubting that you've had? Well, doubts? Now I'm now I'm doubting my answer. Okay. Which I guess means I've had you've doubts. had doubts. There you go. Okay. But I know you caught me working with teenagers, working with you know just Pete church people for uh, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like every. Everybody Coming goes, up on your silver anniversary. Mm, there you go. Uh, it, it seems like everybody has a moment where they have to look within themselves and really come to grips of who they are. Right? Right. Some people call it a midlife crisis. You know, why yeah. does the guy randomly just one day buy a Corvette when he can't afford it? Right. Why do people go and just get do spontaneous stuff without any explanation? Right. Right? We call it midlife crisis. Right. Do you know about quarter-life crisis? Uh, I'm sure it's there. familiar with that term? I actually think that's really applicable to what we're talking about. I do think, yeah. Um, it, it's the idea that, you know, you've now you, – you had an idea of what your life would be when you reach 20 to 25. Right. Quarter-life, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's not so – yeah, I guess the quarter life version of a midlife crisis would be to um, build a v- uh, VW van and <laughs> or and work remotely. Or I know, I mean, I think the big trend now, like I've heard several like people that graduate college, the big trend is mm-hmm. to move to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And you'll like ask them why are you going to Colorado, and they're like, I don't know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I like Colorado. And they just go to Colorado with no no nothing really lined up. Right. Like they're going to, and they're moving out there. Right. Where it's like and and it's not and they and you'll ask them, "Well, is this a permanent thing?" Probably not. It's just I'm going to go out there and see what happens. And yeah. I mean, I've heard that a lot. Um and I think of there is something to that where you have to go and discover who you really are, mm-hmm. because there comes, I mean, you wanted to talk about Job, and this is kind of mm-hmm. what Job had to do, right? Yeah. The story of Job is all about him having something happen to him, some mm-hmm. tragic things happen to him, and it made him question who he was. Mm-hmm. 
he had to sit back and think through. Right. And he tried to listen to his friends. And right. we can go on record and say Job's friends are terrible. They were not giving him proper advice. They well, they were arrogant. Yeah. They were the only time they were helpful was at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When he's mourning, he's grieving, and they come and sit beside him. Right. Once then, they started opening their mouth, yeah, it went all it, it went downhill. And this this may be a little off off subject, but um, I I've heard um, uh, of people who have experienced where they were grieving, and people sat with them to grieve with them, and then those people decided when the time of grieving was over, mm. and that's exactly what Job's friends did, right? They sat with them, which was great. You know, good small mm-hmm. group. That's mm-hmm. your community. Good community. Group. Good, good job. But then they're ready to sort of move on. Job's maybe not. Right. And they say, well, you need to move on. And clearly, you know that you sinned, and that's why this happened to you. And Job said, I didn't do anything to warrant this. Right. Um, Which is a self-discovery. Of who he was, what right. everything, and what, and what they end up doing is they're challenging what they believe, and trying to put that on Job. Right. And Job just starts asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like that's all Job's doing. Like Job's like, no, I don't, I don't think I did anything wrong. Right. I don't, but I'm, I'm trying to understand where I am. And- What's interesting about the way Job asked questions, and this might be jumping ahead to the conclusion that we would draw before before we were I ready. I think that's okay. Uh, but since we're right here, Job's questions are directed to God. Yes. Job yes. looks to Job skips his friends, mm-hmm. and he's he's not asking his friends why did God do this to me. He's asking God right. why did you do this to me. Right. Um, whether it was God's outright doing it or allowing it to happen, Job went to the one who had control over the situation with his questions. And he did, but he's also answering their questions, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to talk within his community. Sure. He's trying to work out out his faith in this time, this difficult time, yet it's not—God really just kind of chastises him a little bit. But mainly it's his friends that turn on him. Mm. It's his friends that I, I could see, and I've seen this in real life because not everybody's like Job. Not everybody has the perseverance, has the faith right. like Job. And so when, when they get put in a public term and they're said to be questioning their faith or working it out— and it's not what has always been or it's not the same as their friends, their friends push them aside and start labeling them in a way that's not, to me, not healthy. Yeah. Because I tell youth all the time, you've got to work out your faith. You've got to gain your faith. It's not your your parents' faith. It's not your friends' faith. It's not the church's faith. And I think... I think a lot of times we get caught up in trying just to take in the church's faith. Right. And and you don't own it yourself. We, um, Pastor Chris preached on uh, train up a child and the way right. it should go, and uh, he won't depart, mm-hmm. right, which is, uh, as as uh, Chris pointed out, not a, not a guarantee. Right. This is a proverb. This mm-hmm. is a wise way to proceed. Right. 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 
um, but not a guarantee. Um, and uh, we we want as parents the guarantee. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as church people, we see children in our church, and we it the thought that they would uh, depart the faith um, is is tragic. Uh, so we want to uh, we want to you know have a plan B and a plan C, shore up those those uh, uh, soft spots, and make mm-hmm. sure you know they're gonna they're gonna make it to the end, right? Somehow, mm-hmm. even if it's not. Yeah. Uh, wow. Where was I going? Job. Uh, when Job finally sees God, he asked for God to show up, which God was not obligated to do, mm-hmm. and pretty well pointed that out. And when God was ready to show up, he said, "Hey, get ready. Yeah, D- dress well because right. it's coming." Right. And then when God appears, God does not explain what happened to him. Mm-hmm. God does not mm-hmm. rationalize it. No. God says, I told the oceans where to stop. Uh, I make the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, I created big animals. I created I, And I trees. control them. That's my favorite. And control them. I control yeah. Leviathan. Who right. put the ring in Leviathan's nose? Right. Yeah. Um, and it, at some point, Job's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And then God's like, are you done? Because... We're still going. Yeah. And then there's another, there's like another whole chapter. Uh, but God's appeal to, to Job is to his own sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in control. And what Job asked for, Job got. Mm-hmm. Job asked to, to meet God on this issue, and God met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't what it was always. Right. It was it was different. It wasn't the answer that his friends were expecting. It mm-hmm. wasn't the answer that you know anybody around his community mm-hmm. was expecting. I mean, they they didn't understand, and you know, it goes back to what would have happened if his friends would have just sat there and not opened their mouth. Right. Would we even have the Book of Job? Yeah, maybe not. I mean, if if you come in, and I've. And and recently, I've listened to we've we've been listening to a podcast um, that is kind of talking about some of these falls of church leaders and people really questioning. And and one of the things I look at is you know how do we help people work through that? Because for me, I've had moments of weakness where things have happened and I don't understand it and. I'm in a way I'm kind of scared to go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want, you know, being a leader in a church, you kind of get scared to ask the the hard questions. Right. Because you're supposed to be the authority, but I think we all need that safe space. And I think that's what I'm learning through listening to these podcasts, listening to people is you need someone you trust that you can work it out without feeling judged right. or ridiculed or pushed aside or be on, be a blog. Right. Um, um, uh, one of one of my go-to verses in the uh, in the last uh, few years uh, has been the story of the. I, I, it's a Roman centurion, I think, who goes to Jesus, asks for his son to be healed, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, "Do you essentially do you believe I can heal it?" And he says, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I think Jesus then, I think there's another scene, and then Jesus kind of circles back and appeals to to that as a as a faith greater than the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, just touching the hem of his garment, another example of faith right. greater than the Pharisees, right? Where um, I, I uh, John Piper. Um, uh, wrote a book called Battling Unbelief, where he said that the essentially the one of the root causes of our disobedience is our lack of belief that Jesus is better mm-hmm. than the alternative, um, and he appealed to Lord help by unbelief mm-hmm. there. And that's not uh, that I'm I'm not trying to draw a comparison between doubts and and sin, right. as as if doubting is disobedient, mm-hmm. as if it is sin because it. It's not. Um, it's natural. Yes. Um, but the, I guess the appeal that I'm trying to make is to take your doubts to God mm-hmm. and to people who can help answer right. the question, but to, to ask those questions of God. Don't feel like God's out of bounds uh, and unwilling to take your questions. Uh, and the answer may be, again, John Piper, uh, God may be doing 10,000 things in your life and you're aware of like three of them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a lot that God's sovereign over and there's very little that we see. Uh, but I'm convinced that the answers are, are in who God is. And yeah. And it, and sometimes God is trying to get you to figure, to, to tell, to tell to yourself who you are, because mm-hmm. he sees you for who you are, right? But a lot of times we put on a mask for other right. people, and we're not being true to who we really are. And sometimes, I mean, that's the definition of hypocrite, right? The Greek word used for hypocrite is to put on put a on mask. mask, right? And if we're honest, we all do that. Because especially leaders do not want to be seen as having questions, having doubts. Right. But we all do. And I think it I think it's healthy for you to have an opportunity to talk to God, but also talk to someone so you have a time to take your mask off and say, This is me and I don't know what to do about it because we're all broken. We all and need God's love. We all need yeah. God's grace. All the time, and every time. And if you're the one fielding the question, yes. right? If you're the one, uh, if, whether it's questions that are happening during a time of grief where a lot of times the answer is to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's more of a general um, wrestling with some kind of passage that maybe maybe would make you question the whole system or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, if you're the one fielding the question... I, again, your job is not to to try to explain it, to try to give a satisfactory explanation. That's not your primary role. If you can do that, I guess that's great. Right. But your primary role is to help point somebody to to the God who can answer right. that question. Yep. Um, and appeal to His character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. There are a lot of questions, and there are a lot of satisfactory answers to those questions. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you don't, if you don't know, then investigate with them. Right. Um, but investigate with with God 
mm-hmm. God is real. God is sovereign. Uh, God is a, as a as a being capable of of taking the heat, right? Because he can. Mm-hmm. He's not scared. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just finding that balance, finding that community, and community meaning more than one. Don't just ask mm-hmm. one person either for an answer. Mm-hmm. Ask several people to truly work it out. Right. And that way, you do not have to worry about your construction of beliefs starting to bu- to to tumble down. Right. So, and that way you can rebuild those. Rebuild. Those Renovate, back if up. you will. Renovate those right. things back together. Right. Don't destroy. Right. Correct. Right. Correct. So, speaking of renovating, we have a good renovated okay. sanctuary. Wow. That we did a couple years ago. What a transition. That we're worshiping in. It's uh-huh. been great. And we come, you can worship with us at, on Wednesdays at right. 6 p.m., or Sundays, 8 a.m., 9.30, or 11. It's been great. People we take a lot in. of safety measures. We got, um, we've got you know good filtration systems. We've got small we groups really that do. are in most of our classrooms are going to mm-hmm. have um, filtration systems, too. So there's mm-hmm. a very safe, safe place to come and gather for worship and small group. But if you're not comfortable, right. if you're not comfortable. Uh, you can join us online on Facebook, YouTube, and Vimeo at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Uh, it works great most of the time, mm-hmm. but occasionally one platform will have some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the platform that has the issue is Facebook. So just jump off of Facebook, jump over to YouTube mm. or Vimeo. Yeah. And if you don't catch it right at 11, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you can watch during the week. You know, some people, uh, we had a baptism at 6 p.m. on Wednesday mm-hmm. that was filmed so a lot of people went back and watched the service again just to experience the baptism. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. community. And right one thing there. I noticed, you can also, if there's some, you know, if, if you need to switch platforms, like mm-hmm. you're in the middle and something okay. happens, you can you can skip. Even on, like, you can just skip back. You can mm-hmm. move that scroll thing back to where you were, and you can catch right back up. So Isn't that amazing? It's pretty cool. Technology, Technology is, is good. Technology is really... We're Something. using it because we want everyone to worship with us mm-hmm. and feel safe. So if you don't feel well, worship with us online, worship with us in person. But most importantly, you know, worship the God that loved us and saved us. Oh, boy, that was good. You like that? Wow. Good. You didn't even read that. You I, just That was right out of your head. Oh, I guess that's it for the Thursday show it. today. Uh, I mean, that was a good show. Right. All right. Well, okay. next week. I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess we got next week. Yeah. Right. See, see you, everybody. Bye. Bye.